Hey, it's coming out of the kitchen. Today is December 12th, 2021. Before I share this wonderful conversation that I recently had with a fellow Southern Missouri author, I just wanted to sincerely say our hearts ache, our thoughts, and yes, our prayers go out to the tornado victims in the six states that recently got hit with a series of tornadoes. I think they said, did they say four tornadoes? I send my love and my prayers to our fellow Americans struggling right now. Now, before we get started, I need to remind you, none of this podcast could be possible without Anchor. It's a free app, and it offers so many options to help all of us. And any of you who are wanting to create a podcast, this is a great way to do it. So check it out, anchor.fm.com. Download it to your computer or smartphone and start sharing your awesome ideas through Anchor. Hi, my name's Cass, and today I am here with a local Springfield, Missouri author, Deborah Walden Davis. She has a series of books out, and before we get to talking about her books, I want to find out a little bit more about Deborah. So, Deborah, do you want to tell us about yourself? Yes. My uh, father was in the service, so I am an Army brat, um, lived all over the country. It was wonderful because I may not have lifelong friends like people who grew up in one area, but... There is a culture in the military mm-hmm. that you have, mm-hmm. and so you, you have something in common with the people that you are around. And then everybody's moving every two years. So you learn how to make friends quickly, or you know, you found, I always did, I had, I had fun. Um, and, and you got to live all these wonderful places. Yeah. It was, you know, I can tell you what it's like to live, you know, out there where that wind is blowing like crazy in around Manhattan, Kansas. Oh. And, <laughs> and I can tell you about um, going uh, outside after the rain in, in Tacoma, Fort Lewis, and loving it, that rain so much that I stood with an umbrella under the drain pipe. Hey, I experienced that last year. Rain in Washington State. Olympia. My son was in the military. And he was at Fort Lewis, and he's like, I'm not coming back to Missouri. <laughs> That's he where my folks it. met, for Olympia. Really? Uh-huh. Mom was a, was a WAC, Women's Army Corps. Oh, okay. And so that's how they met, was in the military. Okay, but they married, and I came along, and of course she... Were you first born? Yes. Okay. Yes. You have siblings? I have a brother who's about uh, 18 months younger than I am, and a sister who's five and a half years younger. And Dad wanted a fourth one, and Mom said, if you can have it, you can have it. Yeah, she's a pretty neat lady. We lost her in 2008. Oh. Um, but uh, she, uh, she got to vote. She got to vote the week before she passed. Oh, and my. I know that meant a lot to her. <laughs> yeah, that worries me these days, to tell you the truth. It, it, it worries. I voted absenteeism this last I did, too. Because I was worried about my health. I was like, man... And driving to work, it's like, man, I don't want to get hit by a semi and not cast my vote. It's just too important this year. It was too important. And I did. I make sure, you know, COVID and everything. Of course, you know, I'm of an age where it wasn't a problem. You know, you're in, you know, because I just turned 68. Mm -hmm. So um, there wasn't a problem, you know. Yeah, you're over that 65. (laughs) i got to get my booster. I haven't done that yet. Well, um, I had the uh, two shots, Mm -hmm. and then I got it. But I did not have one symptom. The only reason I knew was that I went and got a test because a friend, she and I had been together. She hadn't been vaccinated. 
and she got it and she was very sick. So I went to get tested and um, said I had it, but I've never had a cough. I never had, I, I could taste and it, nothing. Well, I'll tell you a scary story, sort of scary story. I went out to Washington in 2020 to see my son. When I stayed out there a week and when I got home, I had the worst cough ever. I almost went to the emergency room several times. But I've got COPD, asthma. So I'm, th I'm thinking, well, I'm getting bronchitis again. And then just as I was starting to get a little bit better, it came on the news that they found COVID in Washington State. Well, that's where it first came. Yes. And I was out there. So I don't know if I had it or not, but well, I was sick, and I and it terrifies me because to get COVID, I know we're getting off track, but let's just go ahead and finish this. It terrifies me to get COVID because I have COPD, and it attacks your lungs. You're compromised. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's nothing to play with. No. no and I've no. I've heard all kinds of grief for wearing uh, my mask. Yes, and I I've known people that have passed away, and uh, my sister. Um, works with one of the local hospitals, and she's a liaison with the uh, CDC with um, that hospital. And so... Your sister is? Mm -hmm. So we get everything, the news about it, you know, from her. Where's she at? Uh, she's here. She's here, actually. In Springfield? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is your brother here, too? He's in Camdenton. He was the... So you guys pretty much just settled here? Well, after Dad retired. Uh -huh. He retired in 68. Uh, mm -hmm. He'd already done one tour in Vietnam. And they didn't want him to get out. Please stay in. You know, he'd ha he had 21 years in, okay, so he can get a retirement. Uh, and, no, we'll, we'll send you to Germany. And everything he says, yeah. Mm -mm. Before, before my hitch is up, I'll be back over there. And he mm -hmm. said no. Mm -hmm. So we moved to his hometown of Seligman, which is down mm -hmm. on the Arkansas line. So I was looking in the atlas. Where's Seligman at? <laughs> it's down there almost per year on the Arkansas line. Two miles. Wow. And and so my dad lives out on 112. Is he still down there? Uh huh. Wow. Yeah, he lives he lives out on 112. Well, for one of the books, um, I called him up and I said, Dad, I'm coming down. Take me to um, Mark Twain National Forest. I got to find the best place to hide a body. <laughs> what? <laughs> dad, for the book, for the book. Oh, okay. And he did. <laughs> He showed me. <laughs> of course, you have to read the book to find out what it I is. Know, I, I know. I know. We're going to talk about the book because I love, I read your first book, which I was worried that it was the last, the fourth book, but it is the first book. Mm -hmm. So, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Um, and I loved it. And we're going to talk about that. Okay. But I want to hear about Deborah. Okay. So, um, so you're in Tacoma? Tacoma. Uh, uh, that's where I was born. Then Dad got stationed at Fort Richardson before Alaska was a state. I lived in Alaska before it was a state. Wow. And we were there and then uh, came home. Could you see Russia from your back window? <laughs> I didn't use the right accent. <laughs> I didn't use the right accent. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know if my window faced the right direction. <laughs> okay. Okay. You were too young or what? I was, yeah, I was a little oh, okay. kid. Okay. Because uh, uh, it became You'll a You'll have to ask Dad now at Thanksgiving dinner. You yeah, have to. that's Dad, a good one. we see Russia? <laughs> so uh, then uh, he got uh, reassigned to Fort Lewis again. And we were there until I was in the fourth grade. Then he got um, orders for Korea. We moved to my mom's hometown of Summum, Illinois. Uh, so we were there. I didn't even know there was a base in Illinois. 
No, no, it was uh, there wasn't. We we went to her hometown while Dad was overseas. We oh, didn't I live on you. base. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. We, I have a new friend. We didn't live on base, so um, uh, he came back after a year. That's when we went to Fort Riley, Kansas, again there for a little while. Uh, he um, gets orders for Vietnam, and so we go live at his hometown of Seligman during that time. So we got to spend as kids. We got to spend like a year old, with uh, with each family. How old were you there? Uh, and when Dad was in Vietnam, I was in the sixth grade. Oh my! Yeah. So how big a town was Seligman back then? Oh, maybe two hundred people. I have to stop for a minute because we have other guests here on the podcast. Do you want to introduce our other guests? <laughs> well, here we go, Buddy. Buddy is a rescue dog. He's Buddy loves me. Of, he's got a little bit of anxiety, but he's doing pretty well. Yeah, she um, gave him pot. He is. <laughs> <laughs> she gave him. <laughs> oh, what do they call it? What's the CBD? Initial? Yeah, that's what he got. A little bit of that, uh, and he um, he's uh, look at him. He's got no tail. He's, he's part corgi. He's part uh, terrier. He's part yeah, wire hair. Yeah, and he's part beagle. That we know. He's got to have. On? He's got to have basset in him. Look how long his he is. He is long. He is long. And then the the little chihuahua. Otherwise, who, he, he so is Tito. Tito. Tito, and he's probably about 12 years old, but Buddy can't stand it if Tito's not around. It's, it's oh, his, you know. That's his little security blanket. That's it is. his service dog. It is. <laughs> there you go. Tito, I never thought, but Tito is his service dog. So we're going to hear a lot of nails on the wood floor during the podcast. I just want to disclaim that. And Buddy kind of likes to be in my lap, too. Okay, so you were sixth grade sixth in Seligman. What sort of what population is Seligman now? Do you know? Uh, Do you know back then? Back then, I think it was around two hundred. Okay. Okay, and I think there's at least six hundred now. So it's grown a little bit, even though that was nineteen sixty six. My small town was three hundred ninety nine, mm-hmm. and I think it's about five hundred now. But I think that's fixing to change because. Got a lot of people coming in. Well, they they have just Springfield has just grown into Willard, mm-hmm. Nixa, Ozark, Battlefield. Now they're moving to Encro- Rogersville. Encroaching, encroaching. <laughs> they're moving to Rogersville, and then Rogersville's priced them out on purpose. They priced everything out just to keep, keep the crowds out. out. But now they can't even get around that. But um, so they're hopping over Rogersville to my neck of the woods. Oh, but, I see. Well, but. I moved even further out, so it doesn't matter. Well, I'm not right in Springfield, you know, and, and that's it. But with James River Freeway. It's grown a lot. With James River Freeway, I'm, yeah. I'm at the mall for people in Springfield are at the mall because I don't have to do all those stoplights. Yeah. So that makes it kind of nice. But yeah. uh, I'll tell you what, I've been doing some substituting, and I've been substituting at Bodark. You're still st- substituting? Well, I wanted to do some remodeling. Toenails on the wood floor. And so um, you're in Seligman. Okay, in the and sixth what, grade. What, mm-hmm. what piqued your interest in Seligman in the sixth grade? What were you a tomboy? Were you? Uh, no, school, I was not. Uh, I was not tomboy. Book nerd. Book nerd. You was oh, a book nerd. loved to read. Absolutely loved to read. I loved rock and roll music. We got the Beatles. We got Herman's Hermits. We got all of these. Okay, and they're doing country music. A lot of more country music. And my oldest friend now. The Beatles were doing country music? No, no. Uh, people oh. in Seligman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one girl I went to school with, she could play guitar and she could sing like crazy. She was good. So we became 
really good friends. And What's her, her name? Her name is Zoanne. Zoanne. Miles is her name. name now. She still plays and sings down in Arkansas. Oh, wow. Um, she is fantastic. And through her, I learned to appreciate country music. And she says, well, Deborah, don't worry. I learned about the Beatles through you. <laughs> so oh, she is wonderful. now my oldest friend because we have stayed friends. Um, because, like I said, we traveled and, and moved around a lot. So, um, yeah. I, That's one thing about your books. I'm jumping to the books again. The music. You are a music movie. Pop culture. And you remember it all. But, man, you just remembered I was, I was. So you yeah. had me on YouTube. At 4 a.m. this morning, looking up these singers and playing Do their you music. Know, on Spotify, I have playlists for those books. Oh, wow. So if you put the name of the book in and look for playlists and Deborah Walden Davis, you will wow. see selected songs. So you were a book nerd. Book and nerd and loved rock and roll. Loved television. Okay. Uh, like you said, I... Pop culture. Still black uh, and white? I don't remember. I can't, we do, had, the, we I can't had, do the age. Uh, by then we had color. Okay. Okay. And um, when um, Dad came uh, back from Vietnam, we moved to uh, Fort Leonard Wood. And that's where I met my friend Hildy, which is uh, autobiographical part of the book you read, Almost Home. That was where that started. Hildy? Hildy was her name. But she's Lisa she's in the book. She's Lisa in the book. Okay. Because it's semi-autobiographical. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you had a strong connection with Lisa. I mean, yeah, Lisa in the book. Lisa. Well, Lisa, yes. We, I had a brother and a sister. Uh-huh. I was the oldest. Uh-huh. She, she was she, a no single. Way. Yeah. So we spent time at her house and we played records nonstop. Records nonstop. And... Is it true in the book about... we got to quit on the book (laughs) because I want to talk about that separately. Okay. This might be a three-parter, just saying, (laughs) because we got a lot to talk about. So um, you're in Seligman, you moved to Fort Wood, and what piqued your interest in Fort Wood? What what age group were you Uh, in? I was in the 7th and 8th grade there. That's right. I remember that now. 7th and 8th grade. Um, and boys. Boys. <laughs> boys. Oh, yeah. I can still remember names of some of the boys we had crushes on from the, yeah, from the seventh and eighth grade. And uh, one, one's name I like so well, I used his last name for my favorite character. So I didn't use his first name, but I used his last name. We'll get to that. Yeah, we will. So, Fort Wood. Fort Wood. Um, yeah, now we're, um, we had the mod look, okay, that we, that came over from England, the mod look, okay. Mary Quant and all of that good stuff. Okay. And, um, we had, um, we had a cool choir director and he had the mod choir. And so we all went out and got these fantastic clothes that looked like they came out of, you know, London. Okay. And that's and it, it was wonderful. I loved that. Um, we were on buses going to games now. We were just, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Typical teenager. And and that's where I got my first kiss was in the... To the guy grade. in the book? Yeah. <laughs> Changed his name. Too. Okay. I was just, that was what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Semi-autobiographical. But it's such a good story. You have to use what you, you use what you got, you know. So then after that, Dad retired. And he retired in 68. Now, that was a rough year for everybody. Yeah. Um, 
we he had just retired. He was looking for a home for us in Seligman. We were living in a small rental in Waynesville, and Bobby Kennedy was killed. Okay, I I remember when JFK was killed. Oh. That was when, you know, Dad was getting ready to go to Korea. So, um, I it just really hit us so hard. You know, here here was the second one, and uh, you know we kind of put our hopes in Bobby, and now he was gone too. It was it was a hard year, That's and, and Martin Luther King had just gone like a month before, and just very very hard year. And after that, we moved to Seligman, and that was a kind of a culture shock, a little bit. To go back to Seligman. Um, well, as as a high schooler, because now I'm going to be a freshman there. Um, but I so have friends is, is from Seligman, when I was in the sixth grade. Because that's one of the towns I haven't made it to. I haven't made it down south as much as I've made it north and east on my little atlas trips. But um, is it farm or is it... Very rural. Very rural. Or is it hillbilly hills? Um, I wouldn't... I timber. Wouldn't, timber. They have a lot of... Yes. Because uh, you've got to be in the Ozark Mountains. A lot of sawmills. Uh-huh, a lot of sawmills. Uh-huh. Lake um, is not very far away. Um, well, down Beaver wasn't very far away. My mom worked for the Corps of Engineers that oversaw Beaver, um, and and fishing a lot of fishing. We got out on the first day of fishing season. No, go down to Royan River. What was nice was when I went back, and and of course I'm older now, so I'm looking at things differently than I did in the sixth grade. But I had those friends that I had from the sixth grade. Still, yes. Okay, so kind of picked Bonus. up with them. Uh huh. I was there one year, uh, it was a small school, and I wanted to really write. I wanted to, to write, and it was a small school, and, and they were doing a good job, but the electives weren't what I wanted, so I ended up going down to Rogers, Arkansas, and I took journalism and was uh, no, wait co-editor of the paper. And In high school you took journalism? Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, down in Rogers, Arkansas. Um, and uh, like I said, co-editor of the paper for a few years. Um, and that was your passion. That was it. That was it. And we had a great teacher. She taught me so much. She she did. And um, you know, we entered the contests, and we went down to Little Rock and received our awards. It was wonderful. I, she would. We could leave campus. She said, "Hey, um, there. Uh, the city's doing a um, meeting." Over here, uh-huh. I want you there. They're talking about what we're going to do with waste products. I want you to go over there and cover take up. Yeah. yeah, here's the pass. Get out of school. You go. Wow, what an honor. Well, yeah. So I, you know, that. Yeah, now let's write it up. And I can remember Vicki Yeager was co-editor with me, and we used to sit in the library, and we would be writing these things, and we would be laughing and carrying on because we had an advice column, and it was and so <laughs> one of the. Uh, people that wrote into our advice column was Richard Dixon. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no, pretend Richard okay. Dixon. Okay. Pretend us, because that was when he was opening relations with China, and he was over in China. So we just, you know, we, we wrote, <laughs> we wrote that he he wanted to know because there was this um, painting of so Mao Zedong there, and the eyes kept following him in the room, and we <laughs> we were having a blast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that specifically. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. So then. Fast. Um, Never mind. Yeah. Then uh, to I, I thought about going to University of Murray, Missouri, one of the best journalism schools still is. Columbia. Yeah, mm-hmm. In in 
but I got to looking around, and Barbara Walters was just starting, mm -hmm. and it worried me, because here I am. Well, she a took a beating, too. Yes, she did. And am I going to be able to make a living? Am I going to? What, and so um, what, are, what are other things that are open for women in this time? Because we're talking 1972. Right. Okay. You just got, we just got the right to have a credit card in 1972. You just got the right in 1972 to take out a loan for a car without your daddy signing for you or your husband or brother. Right. So yes. 72 was a pivotal year for women. What was, what was open to me as a, okay? Teacher, which I became. Um, homemaker, which you know. Well, I, I, I was a home ec teacher. <laughs> That's how I started out, home ec teacher. You better believe it. I made all my own clothes. Yeah, I made bedspreads. I made everything. Coats, um, maxi length coat, did it all. Um, but, yeah. I took home ec in school. <laughs> Well, that's how I started out, but you know, those classes have kind of gone by the wayside, but I had to have so much science. I know, I, I know. It's so science. sad that that's gone by the wayside, yeah, as well as shop. I mean, arts. I mean, you it's them. just, yeah, I mean, there needs to be classes. Here's what I think the school system needs. Life skills, along with everything else. That's, that's to me, is so much more important than sports, and I love sports. Uh-huh. But, well, I, I think it should be required that every... Students should take child growth and development because that's the most important job you will ever have as a parent. Yeah. And um, I, I, I think that should be a required class, but that's... Me. So what do you think? Let's just... Okay, we're going to go a little political here. What do you think of this new um, president who has the new plan for three- and four-year-olds going to school? Um, I have seen... Um, I've substituted in some classes where there are three- and four-year-olds. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um what they are learning, what I have seen, and they are learning in these classes. Uh, and some of it, a lot of it's been in, in special needs classes. And wow, things they are doing there are wonderful. Absolutely wonderful in, in Republic. Just It's not like when we were going to school and no, it's so much better. Oh, it is so much better. They, they have goals for these kids and they work to meet those goals. Um, they do lessons, you know, it, it'll be with letters and numbers yeah. and things like that. They're not going overboard. Right. But they also do a lot of play. Um, well, you know, there's and, a and lot so of they learning, are learning through to play. Get, yeah, 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 that too. But, um, you know, and, and there are instructors there that help and everything. But they're also learning these, these uh, social skills. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and, and that's not to say you can't do that on your own. You Either, know, but um, I I'm seeing some good things there. I would I spoke with some ladies at the hair salon on my day job, and this lady was that was getting her hair done. She was all snarky about it. She's like, you know, I can't remember what she said. It was kind of, and I said, you know, wouldn't it be a good thing for some of these three and four year olds to be in school where they get a lunch and a snack, and they're not sitting in front of the TV all day. They're actually learning things instead yeah, it's of not just babysitting. Yes, wouldn't that and that kind of put her in or stopped her in her tracks? But but let's get back to you. So okay. we are in. We skipped over a lot. We went from Seligman, 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 to Rogers, Arkansas, to okay. So I didn't. You go. went to I SMSU. Went to, it, it, it was the first year. It was SMSU. That it was a university. It was when I entered. And, oh, you got um, a lot of firsts. Huh? You got a lot of firsts. I got a lot of firsts. Um, and going to be a teacher. 
um, it was uh, it was a good time. It was a really good time, and I have friends, long time friends. One I just recently got uh, reacquainted with uh, because my dad was at, when he was about ninety. Uh, there were seven, no nine medals that the army didn't give him. So I got in touch with Claire McCaskill to get them, uh, and she wow. did. And so Claire it was, on. was big with military. She was. She was she big. She was, and so they had. Um, it, it was covered by KY3 and, the, and all of them, all the other uh, news stations. And uh, so it was on Steve Grant's page. And I read the comments, and I'm going, oh, I went to college with her. We roomed together oh, in no college. Way. We haven't talked to her since then. How so now awesome. we are like this. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things I want to talk about in your book. So, okay. biting, so, I went so to, I'm biting my tongue right yeah. now. So, okay. um, so I, we went uh, to SMSU, which is now Missouri uh, State, State University. And I um, uh, graduated in 1976. Couldn't find a job. Home ec teachers. Now, <laughs> you can't find a job because they don't offer it. But uh, And it's called Family and Consumer Sciences now, not home ec. But, so I started subbing. And um, around, I was I went back home with my folks, and I started subbing in area schools. And then Washburn, the school that I had gone to, um, hired me as a teacher, science teacher for two years, and that was wonderful. That's where you got your bite into science. Yes, yes. Or was science oh, always your? No, when I was in high school, I hated I struggled it. Struggled. I it. hated it. I can't. Do this it's awful you, you can't know find the cell underneath this microscope well I don't like biology it's physics that I like I, I know this because um, uh, this past year one of my students there um, Scott hello Scott <laughs> Pitts he, he lives in Centerton now and he's been all over the world uh, he and I are just like this we I talked the other day but um, I know Scott will remember this uh, it was at the time they were talking about protein and earthworms so Mm -hmm. Hey guys, you guys can get some earthworms? Yep, okay, bring them to school. So we soaked them in salt water, we um, floured them, and we... They killed them. Yeah, we oh, ate them. Oh, you did? <laughs> they didn't have to. If they wanted to eat them, they could. But so we served earthworms in what? science class because it was a good source of protein. What kind of wine goes with... Earthworms. Well, uh, probably a red. A red. That's what we're having right now is a little red orange. So I know, I mean, that that was the kind of teacher I was. I, let's have some you fun. You were hands-on. Uh-huh. Let's mm -hmm. have some fun. Mm -hmm. and, and like I said, if they wanted to, it was fine. But, you know, that was that was a fun lesson. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's when you learn the most is when you get in there and get your hands dirty on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. So, so there we go. So I was there for two years, and... Um, Got a job in uh, Lebanon, taught science in Lebanon, mm -hmm. and while I was there, I started the astronomy program. Got a Celestron uh, telescope. We would go out in the fields of some of my students, and we would, we'd have a cookout, and we'd uh, look at the stars. It was so much fun. I'm telling you what, this is what, I'm going to interject again, I'm sorry. <laughs> I live about 45 minutes south of Lebanon, and... October and November are my favorite months of the year now because it's almost like the stars are right there in your face. I mean, it's just so awesome. Which, you know, I didn't get... The closer you get to Springfield and the no, lights... No, the light pollution. You yeah, you yeah, can't. you can't. Light pollution will just tear it up. And it's so. just so serene, you know. You know, if I, if I ever get famous and I have money, I would like to um, build 
um, a place where kids could come free and and look at the on the top of a mountain somewhere here in the Ozarks, out in the country, and let for them go. stars or for yeah. just everything. Oh, for uh, everything that had to do with astronomy, so they could go out and actually see telescopes, several telescopes around, and that would be something I would love to do. But we'll see. Astronomy gets such a bad rap, and you know. We wouldn't be where we are at today if oh, somebody well. didn't follow the stars. We're, if you think people are going to give up exploring, you're crazy. That is in our nature. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, my son, uh, COVID's over. I'm going to. He, he's working out in the D.C. area. I'm going to come see you, Mom. You really Washington D.C. Yeah, you really want to do D.C. Why don't I take you down to Florida and let's go see a launch? Go see a, oh, a, a launch. launch, Mom, the science teacher. I don't know, son. <laughs> Let oh, me think I, about that. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Is Tuesday okay? <laughs> so while I'm down there, I mean, they're talking big time. So you planning. have not done it yet. We went. Oh, you did. But the launch was postponed. We went early and stayed late, and we still didn't get to see it. But that's okay. Was I'll it the it last plan. launch? Uh huh. Oh. It went three days after. Yeah. You got to plan for that because we did. We went early and stayed late. We st we were down there a week and a half, and we had and what it was originally planned was in the middle, and uh, so we didn't. But I'm, I'm I'm going back. I've got some friends down there, and I've so already you, got a trip a trip planned. So so do you just have the one son? Yes. All right. So you are teaching astrology because we're getting astro yeah astronomy. I'm sorry because we're getting. Yeah, I know. It, it one thing leads to another. It's my fault because I keep diverting <laughs> on all of these. I'm sorry. Okay, so go ahead. Uh, you so uh, I started this. The astronomy program there now is in the high school, from what I hear. Mm -hmm. But um, I had I had to take some science classes to be certified. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so astronomy was in. I'm just oh yeah. Well, 60, 69. I'm in the I'm a freshman, and and it's. July and I'm going out and I'm looking up the moon because Neil Armstrong's on it. You know. That's in your. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm. I remember Sputnik. Mm. You know, and I mm -hmm. remember I was just a little kid, mm -hmm. but I remember they started the, the government started throwing money into science and math classes. Yeah, they were mad. Russia beat us. So I got my heart broke and ran. Where did I go? Back to my beginnings. Seattle. I love it. So I was there for a year and a half and got sick. Got uh, mono. Don't tell me how. <laughs> Probably that French kissing you are doing. <laughs> Don't tell me how. But uh, I got really sick and my mom came out to stay with me and then I just came home. I, I, if, if I could have gotten home in eight hours, I probably would have stayed. But it was, you know, two and a half, three days drive. So I decided to come on home. It's and that's like 1,600 miles. Yeah. So that's when I started subbing at uh, Southwest R5 in Washburn, where I had gone to school. Okay, wait a minute. You went from Lebanon to, to no, Seattle? No, we, we, uh, no, okay. I got my heart broke, went back out to Seattle. Got uh, sick. Oh, yeah, got sick, came home. Oh, that's it. Yeah, I, yep. I did. I messed up. Came home, taught in Nixa for three years. I'm teaching physics. Oh my gosh, I know. Sheldon! Behind, behind this head of hair is a brain, and uh, I am teaching physics, and I am teaching um, um, contemporary issues, and we are doing mock UNs, and I'm taking these kids to be oh, it's so much fun. What's mock UNs? Where kids pretend like they are going to UN meetings, 
Oh no! Yes. Way. Oh yeah. So we went to the university to do it. We the kids study. They were this country. They are this this problem, whatever, and they study and they go and they speak to it. We were doing mock UNs at Nixa. Wow. Yes, it was when? fun. What year was that? This was 60, no, you were... 90, 88. Okay, I'm already out. Yeah, okay. 88. Um, I was there for three years and uh, got married and got a son. Okay. And, Do you want to uh, talk about the marriage? No? Yeah. It's okay? Yeah. That's all right. We always talk about the kid, but yeah, yeah. Things, sometimes things just don't work. That's you know, no, and, and that's it, just the way it is. You know, for a woman's podcast, I don't, I can't believe I even said that. I'm, you know, we want to talk about the husband because. <laughs> well, some husbands are great. Yes. You know, some husbands are very. I mean, I've got friends whose husbands are are wonderful and supportive, and they do anything they can to help their wives. And um, you know, it's it it just didn't work. We're going to talk about that. In your book, because it's in your book. Yeah, it is. A, a, a lot of things that were in your book, I'm skipping ahead again. Stay with me, people. A lot of things in your book, I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I thought the same thing just last Tuesday. <laughs> you know, it's just yes. so many, there were just so many aha moments in that book. Yes. And, and, I don't. I don't know if a younger generation what they are going to think when they they will think of their grandmothers. They will go talk to their grandmothers. Boy, they will listen be. to those songs and they will go. I've heard my grandmother play that song. That the other be. just last night, I was at a friend's house. She's in her mid thirties, and she says, "I'm going to play a song. How many notes will it take you to get it? One note. You Buffalo Springfield. For what it's worth, I didn't play that one on. I, 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 um. It's okay. I'll play no, it when I get home. Yeah, it's it's become real popular again. Um, I'll play it when I get home because my battery's running down on my, oh, okay. on my phone. Otherwise, I'd crank okay. it out right now. One of the best lines is, "Nobody's right if everybody's wrong," and talking about protesting and things like I, that. that. That's the song. In the you, book. Mm-hmm. you don't know it. You don't think of it as the title for what it's worth, because um, well, everybody needs a bumper sticker that says that. You know what I mean? Nobody's right if everybody's wrong. Yeah. Everybody, they're out there carrying signs. Hooray for our side. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Okay, so you but got I, married, you got divorced. Um, taught at Springfield Catholic for six years. Which and school? High school. Advanced physics now. <laughs> My kids to... went to Springfield Catholic. Oh, okay. I was there from 89 through 95. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I wasn't Catholic when I was hired, but by the end I became Catholic. Are you Are you a Catholic? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't beforehand. I but... call myself a wannabe Catholic. <laughs> my mother was Catholic and my father was Baptist, and that's oil and water. Everybody knows that. I was Baptist. So I mean, that's oil and water. <laughs> that's oil. But what I found was that everybody they live their religion. I was going through a hard time. I had an infant son. I was going through a divorce, and I was having a hard time. Those people took me in their arms. What what church did you go to? Um, St. Agnes. Oh, have you ever been to St. Joseph? Yeah. Oh my God. Been to all of them. That's where I. That's where I started. Oh my. I walked in there, and there's all that stained glass and everything. It it just felt like somebody was hugging me. 
I and know. that's the way it was. They they took okay. So I was I had five preps because I was certified. I'm lifetime certified in four areas, and I had five preps, and it was just really starting to get to me. And I had this infant son and everything, and I went to sister, mm-hmm. Renault, and explained the situation. And she went to one of the other teachers who took one of my classes. He didn't get paid anymore, and I didn't get paid any less. Wow. That's how giving those people were. Wow. And um, That's unheard of. And so they had, um, like, uh, kids who got in trouble, you know, or detention they had on a Saturday. And so they pay, hired me to do that, and teachers would... Um, he, my son would go to his godparents, who um, were uh, Teresa and John Vance like. Teresa, I met at the Catholic. I know that she name. Was, okay. She was the um, uh, Spanish teacher. So, uh, but uh, and he would go with his godfather a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, his uh, then, but there were other teachers too. If if they if his godparents weren't available, uh, there were other teachers who would just take him and care for him while I was doing that. That. Again, that's yeah. That, it was just pure love. That was just the way. I mean, jeepers! I wish I'd have known you back then. Oh, we'd had a lot of good. Times. Yeah, we would have. We still can. Yes, we can. <laughs> okay, so taught at Catholic, and then Springfield offered me thousand dollars more a year. Public schools. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I changed, but I sent my kid to Catholic. Mm-hmm. And which um, uh, I, I spent most of my time at Jarrett Middle School. And I have wonderful memories with students there. Wonderful, wonderful memories. They are now wonderful students that are that are are now friends. Um, and I've got one that uh, she walked into uh, after I retired in 2014. I was selling jewelry at J.C. Penney, and one of them walks in, and she's got her little girl, and she takes her out of the buggy, and she hands her to me. She goes, "Here, Grandma." Oh, how darling is that? It was wonderful, you know. And we just celebrated. Uh, one of her, that was her uh, first daughter. Uh, her second daughter just turned um, two, but she she called, she had a friend call and uh, ask, uh, uh, she said, would you be there for the birth of her child? You better. What are you serious? No, there, there are several of my students that have asked me to do that. To and be so, in the birthing room as well, a Well, not in the birthing room, okay. but to be there when. when oh, okay. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting there. I'm not a grandmother, but I am. Yes, you, know? you are. <laughs> Yeah, you are. Yeah. So uh, there's, uh, yeah, and like I said, Scott, I, you know, I st- had, he's, you know, in his 50s. I had him back in 77. In school? In school, yeah. And now look, and we're friends, you know. We, we'll, we go take our dogs walking at uh, Pea Ridge Military Park. It's just so wonderful. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so That's a full life. So, yes. So even if I dabbled in writing, okay, uh-huh. I would write letters to the editor and oh. so I, I did one in the summer, and I did get called in. You know, why did you, why can't I? What was the topic? Do you remember? Um, prayer in schools. Oh, what is your thought on that? Uh, it started out at a family reunion, and there was a lady there uh, who was talking about how um, they didn't allow prayer in schools, and because of that, she was being hired to homeschool a lot of kids, and she was really da 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 da. And <clears throat> excuse me, they do allow prayer in school. They do not allow organized prayer in school. Yeah, there's a difference. And so then she says, "Well, you know, Bill Bennett, the Secretary of Education, has this um, uh, study that he did." And I said, "You know what? What I always teach my students about studies: number one, what did they set out to prove, and number two, what did they leave out?" She got up and walked away. 
But to me, I'm, prayer, to me, prayer. Uh, those kids official, can pray. Official prayer in school terrifies me, and that's the that's the law. You can't do that. There's so many different religions. religions. Yeah. There's right. just so many what different. If, what who, if we which, chose what the religion we, that wasn't yours to yeah, do? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I. I just. So don't. it's not that kids can pray if they want to sit there and pray before it, silently. Yeah. That's not a problem. If they want to be in the lunchroom and sit silently I'll tell and you pray. What. That's not a problem. It's when you tell them how to pray. That's the law. The, that's the problem. And but that's not how but it is presented so many, to the public. That that's the law. There's so many religions though that feel like they have this God-given right, <laughs> for lack of better words, freedom to, of religion. Duh. They don't they see don't it that see way. It that they, way. They, they see freedom of their religion. religion is freedom for their religion, nobody else's. It's my right. religion or the highway. Right. And that's what scares me. And that, I think that contributes to the problems we're having today. Well, you know it does. You know it does. And the thing is, if you look at all these major religions, all of them teach the same thing. Giving. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not trickling down. No. Because they listen to other people who have agendas. Uh-huh. And they are leaving stuff out. Yes. So, um, you know, so that, that I was called in about that. And I said, I did not put that I was a teacher in Springfield schools. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it wasn't even Springfield. I don't even live in Springfield, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, why did you do it? I said, to start a dialogue. So what happened? Oh, several things happened, but we'll not get into that. Oh. Suffice it to say, I survived as time went by. But that's okay. Uh, again, um... What I learned, and I learned, uh, helped me write the books, helped me make who I am, and um, so. When did go. you retire from school? 2014. That's not, you know, too mm-hmm. far back. It doesn't seem to me. Seems like forever to me, and that's okay, because look what I've done since. I know. I mean, but I'm saying you've come along, you've done a lot. I don't know everything you've done. You've written some books. That's a lot of work. Writing books. Takes a year. A lot of research, really. All the research. Research, and it takes me three to four months to plot, and then nine months to write Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're retired now, and you're writing books. Do you Uh have another one? Uh Uh-huh. I've started book five. Now, all of my books are named for songs. I know, and I I want to pitch a few songs, but yeah. Okay, so uh, the first one's Almost Home, Mary Chapin Carpenter's song. I find a stanza from the song, and, and this is how I start out. I start with the title first. Mm-hmm. I find a stanza from a song, and it speaks to me. Okay, wait, time out. Are we going to go into our book talk? It's up to you. Because we we covered your history. Yes, I'm retired now. All right, we've, before we before we shut down and go to part two, the book. You've given a lot to a lot of students throughout their life. They've but given back. Trust me, they've given back. I try to ask people that I talk with on this podcast, what would you give back to? And I almost feel shallow asking you question this question because you give so much back. What would you give back to someone coming up behind you? What advice would you give? What is there? Teachers today? To anybody, any female. Any I'm going to focus on female because I think. I can tell you right now. And it's the same thing I told my female students, and it's how I often autograph a book. Do not let the words of others define you. Tell your own story. That to me, because we grow up listening to what is the ideal woman, whether it is 
adults in our family, whether it is society, mm-hmm. whatever it is, we grow up, okay, telling you how you should be, what you should look like, what you should wear. Right. Okay, how you should behave. Right. Uh, it's not as bad as it was when you and I were growing up. It's still okay? there. Because I was, it was it's sec- still there. It is. It's but simmering. Yes. But we, we were second class I think citizens. it kind of snipped out just a little bit, but now it's come back up to a simmer because of yeah. the last I, four or five years. I, I felt like a second class citizen all my life because I was female. I didn't feel it until... I didn't... It smacked me in the face. I think what I did was I fought through it. Without... I just put my head down and just walk, well, fought through it. But in 2020, when I heard that Virginia ratified the Equal Rights Men Amendment, that's when I was like, okay... And then when Mitch McConnell came out and said it'll, it'll never see the light of day because he doesn't believe in it, all he had to do all he had to do was extend the deadline. Women do not have equal rights in, in the United no, States don't. of America. No, now they'll say, "Yeah, the Civil Rights Act covers you." No, it doesn't. It covers what is what does the Civil Rights Act cover? Color. Yes. And not women of color. No. But we're kind of just, yeah, that kind of includes you too. Yeah. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's doesn't. not quite spelled out. It doesn't. I and remember. So went, that's when I went to, by this time, I had uh, had an accident and I went to Marshfield to get books on the suffrage and the equal rights. And they had zero. I was like, wait a minute. You've got Martin Luther King. You've got Geronimo. You've got, there's nothing. When, when, and when? and she, she's given me this look like, uh, <clears throat> and I said, okay, listen, you know, I'm only asking because just two months ago, Virginia became the 38th state required, which is required to ratify equal rights for women. And I just want to read up on it to see what's going on. I just want to read up on it. She goes, well, I guess. <laughs> I guess if you want me to, I can order you some books in. Literally said it like that. Oh, excuse me. And I was your like, job? <laughs> I was like, uh, no, don't knock yourself out. And I went home and I found thrift books online, and I have just ordered. Oh my gosh, and I've read so much. It's just, and that's what got me started on the podcast. But anyway, I didn't mean not mean that's to interrupt you, but I just wanted. That's to... fine. No, jump in. Well, it's well, not yeah, about me. Look, it's about you. Uh, well, well, look, what, history of women too, but. Uh, um, black men had the right to vote before any females did. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not, not and that I'm, I'm not begrudging this, that. Yes. Not that I'm begrudging that. And me neither. But again, females, low, low, low. Yeah. And like I said, I did, I grew up feeling second class citizen. And I was overweight most of my life. And, uh, um, yeah, that, you put that in the book, you know, yeah, that comment. Over, yeah, overweight. I was, uh, and that's when Twiggy was around. My goodness, how dare you be overweight? You know, yeah, at times of Marilyn Monroe, I would have been fine. <laughs> but now we got Twiggy. Yeah. yeah. And then, for those of you who don't know Twiggy, look it up. Search it, yeah. I don't know. I just, there's so many powerful things here. I get so tired of society telling me what color my hair should be, what length it should be, if I should wear glasses or contacts, or, you know, what outfit I'm supposed to be wearing. Should I put on fake nails? Should I even color my nails? Do I need to put fake eyelashes on? Why don't you have makeup on? Why don't you take your makeup off? It's like, it's constantly, constantly, constantly. And, you know, I just... 
men that are older are distinguished when they got the gray, you know. What was it, Sarah Jessica Parker? Just re- they recently oh did a re- word. Yeah, they uh, are doing some more Sex in the City, mm-hmm. and people are giving her. She's got lines. She's got yeah. great. What you know? She's. What did she say? What am I supposed to do? Stop living? This is life. I saw that quote. Yeah. For crying out loud, get over yourselves. Why? Why? I see some women that are my age, and they look like 20 years younger than me, but I don't, I mean, I'm an old farm girl. I don't care anymore. I live my life, and by the way, My hair's not colored anymore. Mine isn't either. But boy, it's very nice. But as far as people shoving stuff down, I am so tired of that. And I wish more women would stand up and say... Well, um, and and this is getting into an area that, that people don't like, but when I grew up, if you were raped, it was your fault. Do you know what pisses me off more than anything? They rarely call it rape anymore. No. It's assault. That will be addressed in book two. I just... You want, uh, no, can I, I tell you I what she says? I haven't read book two yet. But she addresses that thing head on. Okay, but we hadn't... I mean, I want to read that to you so bad. No, because I haven't read the book yet. Do you have extra books? I'll yes, buy I the do. books off I of do. you. I'll buy them off okay. of you. Yeah. Because I have to have them for book signing, so yeah, I have them. Yeah. In my county, it's extremely difficult to get them through the library, and the only other option is Amazon, and I just don't do Amazon. I just... Right. No, they're available through me. Okay. A lot of people like to have autographed copies, so they will... Uh, email me on your because I went to your website, but I didn't. I just swift, you know. There's a place where you can contact me there, and uh, if you want to arrange to have, um, but you don't have a shop on there where they can click mm, and order. No, I have a, a direct click to Amazon, but if they um, send me a, an email, yeah, we can work it work out, work something out, now. or or I have an author page on Facebook and they can contact me there. And people often do. I had it's really cute. Uh, a couple of months ago, a guy I didn't know of, he lived in Pennsylvania, he says, can I have an autograph? Yes, you can. So I had some pictures that were taken out at Oz Air, which is a charter service for the last book. Uh, I had a um, photo shoot out there, and so I just got one of those pictures, and I signed it for him and sent him a bookmark and everything. It was just really sweet for him to do that. Hey, listen, we're going to wrap this up. What was the quote that you're going to give to the young ladies coming up behind you? What did you say earlier? That... Do not let the words of others define you. Tell your own story. And if you had a superhero, who do you think it would be? A superhero? You know, where I, do you go? I mean, I, I think Gloria Steinem, you know, right off the bat is who I think of. These ladies who in the 60s, people are upset. They went and burned their bra. Well, why golly let them, you know? Hey, they're not. If that's how they want to protest, who's, who's it hurting? It's not hurting anybody. Um, they fought it. They fought that fight. And when I when I had female students, and, and they are so fortunate, they are so fortunate because they can do and go and be whatever they want. If it wasn't for these women in the 60s, oh, who put it on the line? Who put well, it on not the line. even just that, the suffrage women. Yeah, they, and, did, yeah, they did too. And we they don't did. give enough credit to our black women because oh. I think... I think that's where women... Barbara Jordan. That's, I mean... <laughs> that's where women messed up during the suffrage, was because they got... The black women were rocking and rolling with this, and then the white women, I don't know if they got jealous or what it was, uh, yeah. but they kind of separate. If they would have stayed together, we wouldn't be having oh, these problems yeah. today that we're having. 
let's wrap this up and then we'll start a new one on your book until next time coming out of the kitchen